Looking at our world from a theological perspective, this is the Theology Central Podcast, making Theology Central. Good afternoon, everyone. It is Wednesday, June the 15th, 2022. It is currently 1.15 p.m. Central Time, and I'm coming to you live from Abilene, Texas, with what, what I believe is somewhat important news. You may not find it as important. I, I guess, I guess I, there's a part of me says I'm coming to you live from Abilene, Texas with some important breaking news. But then I'm like, how really important is this? How important is this news? I, I don't know. I think for some people they may care, others they may not care, but I do think it's interesting and it is news. So we're going to talk about it. I guess it really brings up kind of a bigger question. And I'll just start with this before I do a proper introduction with what we're going to be talking about, right? So this is just kind of, this is for free. I'm just curious. This week, all of the news coming out of the Southern Baptist Convention from from their uh, convention meeting in California, I mean, was it important to you? Did you really care? Like, Is it of any significance? On one hand, I want to say it's of great significance because the Southern Baptist Convention is one of the largest Protestant denominations. It is, I think, the largest Protestant denomination in the United States of America, maybe even worldwide. It It is obviously a very influential denomination. It is very influential in the world of Christianity. So on one hand, I want to say everything happening there was super important. And I saw a number of podcasters who were doing live streaming during the convention meetings and they were talking about them and and they were doing episode after episode with breaking news reports. And there was a part of me that like, I should be doing that. And then there was another part of me that was like, I don't want to do that because the more I I tried to keep up with what was happening during the Southern Baptist convention in these, these meetings, it just, to me, it feels so dirty. It just feels so corrupted. It feels so fleshly. It just looks like something like, I don't, is that what the church was ever supposed to look like? Whenever, when it comes to any denomination, I don't care. I don't care if it's the Episcopalians. I don't care if it's Presbyterians. I don't care if it's the Southern Baptists. Whenever you have these big conventions, these denominational meetings, I don't know. How do you see it? A lot of people just think it's awesome. It's great. It's wonderful. And, and it, it, they, I, it seems like most people don't step back and go, wait a minute, wait a minute. For me, whenever I see all of it, I, again, I don't care what the denomination is. I know all of them have their different methods and their different ways and their different rules. And you can say some maybe work better than others. But when you sit back and just look at it all, for me, it just seems like, what is that? Like, I, I don't recognize it as New Testament Christianity. I don't recognize it as New Testament churches. To me, it looks like some corporate structure, political office, and and people campaigning to get elected, and, and this happening, and then you've got this faction and this faction, and everyone has an agenda, and everyone networks so that they can they can try to either move up in position, or they can benefit by all the people they meet there to help them out in ministry. It just seems like it doesn't seem like anything remotely connected to the body of Christ. Is it just me? Now, now I, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know that I have a very nonconformist way of thinking. And, and I've talked about this before. On one hand, I think it's a spiritual strength, but it's also very much 
a spiritual weakness because whenever I see everyone doing A, I just immediately go, nope, I disagree. I'm going with B. I just almost always go against it. But when I see these conventions and all of this, it just seems so worldly, so corporate. Is that a good word? It just seems like a corporation, a business, an, an, an industry. And you've got networking, and I'm going to meet this person and this person, and and it, I just and I want to become more recognized, and I want a position, and I want name recognition, and I and I'm like I, I don't want any. All of that just seems no, 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 no. And so people are like I, you know, I hope this happens in the SBC. And I'm and whenever I I would hear people this this week talking about it, and every situation I wanted to say just leave it, just leave the whole thing. Just leave the whole, leave all of the denominational structures. Just leave them all. And I know what they say, but these independent churches, there's no oversight. There's no accountability. And you're telling me there's great oversight and accountability within denominational structures? Because as soon as somebody, as soon as a number of people go, we don't like where the denomination is going, they just leave and start their own group. So what's the point of denominational oversight and structure if anyone can just walk right out and go start another group. Well, and you say, well, we have justifiable reasons. Well, even if you think you have justifiable reasons, the denominational structure doesn't provide any accountability if you can just walk out at any time and start another group. The only way the denominational oversight would really hold accountability is if you were, you, you, you had to stay and operate within that denominational structure. I, it just, it just, there's nothing in the New Testament that makes it, I guess maybe the council in Jerusalem, I, I guess in Acts, what, 15, I, I, I guess maybe you could see a little bit of that. I don't know. It just, I, I can't stand all of it. It bothers me greatly. But that, that's been obviously the big news this week. And this has very much to do with that. It has something to do with what the SBC can we say they decided not to make a decision? That their decision was not to make a decision. The SBC made a decision not to make a decision over something that, well, maybe is very important. But let's do it this way. I want you to put your thinking caps on. What do you think is more important? Listen carefully. Do you think the, the how can I say this? The role someone plays the role someone plays, their, their actual role, their actual duties, do you think that is more important than title? Or do you think the title is more important than the actual role that they play, the actual duties that they perform? What do you think is more important? Hey, here is the role they have. Here, This is what they do. This is their job description. Is that more important or the title they are given? Because in some ways, it seems like this decision is the SBC is saying, well, we can't really make a decision because we know the title given, but we don't know if that title really meets the role that we are concerned with. I hope this will make sense. Just, I just want you to think about that. What, what, what to you is more important? The actual role, the actual duties, or the title someone is given? All right? You got that in, in your mind? Okay, now here we go. This story involves the Southern Baptist Convention and involves one of the most influential churches in the United States of America, which is Saddleback Church, which is currently pastored 
by Rick Warren. Now, Rick Warren's going to be stepping down in the month of September, and his replacement has been named, and his replacement is Andy Wood. Now, there's a little bit of controversy been swirling around around uh, uh, Rick Warren's successor, Andy Wood. There's some allegations that have been made about, I guess, his leadership style, his leadership issues. There's a lot of little... There, I've, I've heard some rumblings and some rumors and some concerns, and, and we, we are watching and following that to see what happens, only because he's about to become the pastor of one of the most influential churches in America. But there, before Andy Wood came along, there have been some issues with Saddleback Church. And while who they have ordained, I, I guess we'll, we'll call this to the title of pastor. Now, the question is, they got the title pastor, but are they serving in the actual role as a pastor, or do they just have the title? Now, if someone is ordained to the title of pastor, but they're not actually serving the role as like lead pastor, do they have to meet the qualifications of, quote unquote, a lead pastor? You'll, you'll see what I mean here. Here's the story. The SBC committee, Southern Baptist Convention Committee, delays decision on whether to expel Saddleback Church over female pastors. Now, I don't know if you remember, Saddleback Church ordained, I think, three women to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say, to the title pastor. There's an argument about what role they actually play, but to the title of pastor. There are those within the Southern Baptist Convention are like this, this Southern Baptist Convention is opposed to female pastors. They should not have been ordained. Saddleback Church needs to be expelled. They should have no working relationship with the Southern Baptist Convention. Others, of course, go, how dare you do that? That's wrong and that's ungodly and, and you're misreading scripture. And well, the debate has gone on for the most part. I think a large number of people could care less, right? That Whether that's sad or whether that's good, that's just the reality of it. So a lot of, there was a lot of discussion. What, what is the Southern Baptist Convention going to do? I don't know why it's taking so long, right? It's like either you just make a decision, okay? They did this. It violates what the Southern Baptist believes to be true. Okay, you're gone. I, I don't know wh- why, why is it taking so long? I, I don't understand. It, 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 I, I'm so confused. To me, the delay feels like we're going to delay this until no one cares about it. Then we'll just forget about it. That's what it feels to me. I know that is that is cynical. I know that's demonstrating my skepticism, but it just seems like this should take five minutes. Hey, pick up the phone. Hey, is this Pastor Rick Warren? Yes. Hey, this is uh, you know one of the leaders of the Southern Baptist Convention. Uh, I've got a question. Did you ordain three women uh, to the uh, title of pastor? Yes. Well, the Southern Baptist Convention doesn't believe women should be ordained to the title of pastor. Do you understand that? Yes. Are you going to revoke their ordination? Are you going to remove, change what they can do or not do? What, what, talk to me. All right. Well, no, we, we don't believe that the Bible teaches that. We reject the Southern Baptist Convention's doctrine and all that. Okay. Well, I'm sorry to inform you. We're going to have to expel you from the convention. And then it's just like, it should take like a five minute phone call, right? Why? To me, the delay is simply delay until it's forgotten and then move on and ignore it. That's what I feel. I could be wrong, but here is the story. This was posted today. 
So the SBC committee delays decision on whether to expel Saddleback Church over female pastors from the Christian Post. The Southern Baptist Convention has delayed a decision on whether to remove Rick Warren Saddleback Church from the denomination in light of the California megachurch's ordination of three female pastors last year. This all started in 2021. We're in 2022 and they still can't make a decision. This is very important. Andy Wood's wife, when Andy Wood takes over as pastor, his wife is going to be brought on staff as a teaching pastor because she serves as a teaching pastor at Echo Church, where Andy Wood is currently the pastor. He may have already stepped down, uh, where he served as pastor, and we reviewed one of her sermons. So clearly Saddleback is not going to change their direction. They've ordained women, and they're getting ready to have a female teaching pastor and and. I, I don't know. I think did Rick Warren's wife serve in the same capacity? I would have to verify that. But we know that Andy Wood's wife is going to. So the church is not changing its direction. So why can't the SBC make a decision like a non-decision? What is that? You just keep the controversies. Just make the decision and be done with it. You know, it's like rip the bandaid off. Just make it happen. Right. And just either tick people off or please people. Just get it over with. It just, I just don't understand. But here we go. Saddleback Church's ordination of the three pastors last May, so it's been over a year now, uh, in which the church called a historic night, drew the ire of many in the largest Protestant denomination in America. Okay, so I was correct. It's the largest Protestant denomination in America. Maybe not wor- wor- worldwide. I thought possibly, but definitely in America. So uh, they called it, when they ordained these three uh, female pastors. That's the title they're giving them. They called it a historical night, but it drew the ire of many of the largest, uh, many in the largest Protestant denomination in America in light of the 2000 Baptist faith and message statements ban on female ordination. So if you have a statement of faith that bans female ordination and they went ahead and did it, like, Oh, we, we've got to do what? Do what? It, it's a five-minute phone call. It, it should be over in minutes. You don't have to be mean. You don't have to be rude. You're just like, you're going in one direction. We're going in a different direction. And therefore, we have to part ways. You, you, I, I don't understand why it's taking so long. Some, some called for the congregation to be disfellowshipped from the convention over the ordination of Liz Puffer, Cynthia Petty, and Katie Edwards. The SBC Credentials Committee, tasked with handling concerns about whether churches that cooperate with the convention are abiding by the SBC standards of faith and practice, announced Tuesday at the SBC annual meeting in Anaheim, California, that it would delay a decision on Saddleback standing. And I quote, based on the information available to us currently, including direct communication with Pastor Rick Warren, We have concluded that we are not yet prepared to make a recommendation regarding Saddleback Church, recognizing there are different opinions regarding the intent of the office of pastor as stated in the Baptist Faith and Message 2000. Committee Chair Linda Cooper told meeting attendees. Now, please note, there are differing opinions regarding the intent of the office of pastor. Now, what this feels to me is like, okay, 
You could ordain someone to the office of pastor or give them the title pastor. What really matters is what role they're actually serving. So if they don't serve in a certain role or do certain duties, then it's okay. But if you ordain them to pastor and they do serve in certain roles and carry out certain duties, then it wouldn't be acceptable. That's what this feels like it's coming down to. That, that's, that, that's just my thought here, trying to understand what in the world is going on. Again, what? It's been a year and you can't figure it out yet? Like, we just can't figure it out. We just don't know. We just don't know. We don't, we don't have a clue. So we're going to have to, and again, this is, hey, denominations hold people accountable. That's why you have to have denominational structure. Look, you've had denominational structures with some of the most hor- horrific, horrendous things that happen with no accountability. So I don't know why everyone thinks that denominational structure is the, is the cure-all of everything, but that, that's a whole different story. Right, but here we go. They go on to say, we feel it is very important for you to know that it is the unanimous opinion of the credentials committee that the majority of Southern Baptists hold to the belief that the function of lead pastor, elder, bishop, or overseer is limited to men as qualified by scripture. So please note, it's the opinion of the credentials committee that the majority of Southern Baptists hold to the belief that the function of lead pastor, elder, bishop, or overseer is limited to men as qualified by scripture. Now, here's the question I would have. If you don't believe that, why are you still in the Southern Baptist Convention? Hey, I'm going to be a part of a convention that holds a very specific belief about women ordination, but but I don't believe that, but I'm going to stay at a Southern Baptist Convention because now you're going to do everything you can to change the convention? Wouldn't it be better just to leave the convention and just minister according to your theology and your beliefs instead of trying to change an entire denomination and 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 basically recreate it in your image. I, I've never understood that. I've watched this happen, and you've seen it happen in denominations where there's always this fight. Oh, the liberals are ta- trying to take over the Southern Baptists. No, the conservatives are trying to take over the Southern Baptists, and everybody wants to recreate it into their image. It just seems so fleshly. And I've seen this in, in local churches, right, where you have... You have a pastor leaves, and a lot of times he just leaves the church without a pastor. You know how I feel about that. You should never walk out the door until there's already someone standing right next to you, ready and prepared to take over, right? I, and 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 almost and every job I had in the military. Okay, you're going to be moving to a different job, but you you have to stay uh, in your current position for two or three more weeks so that you can train your replacement. But no, 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 no. In the ministry, you're just like. Peace out. See ya. We're gone. And then the sheep are left without a shepherd. And then usually the churches end up in a split. Don't I? It drives me absolutely crazy that that happens. But typically what happens is in that period of time where there's, there's kind of a, a power vacuum, right? There's, there's, there's no pastor there. What you'll find out is that there are some who've been in the church who have not agreed with the direction of the church disagreed with the theology of the church, who will then begin to exercise everything there and their power to now change the direction of the church. There was a church when I moved to, to Texas, right? Um, yeah, someone just said, that's the same question I've always asked the Methodist churches who wanted LGBTQ pastors. They preferred to change the Methodist faith as opposed to leaving the Methodist faith. Exactly, it makes no sense to me. But I, when we first started attending a church here, in Texas, when we moved back in, what, the year 2000, um, 
we, we found a church. It was kind of an independent fundamental Baptist church. It was, it was the best option we could find. It was the best option we could find here in, in the Abilene, Texas area because everything else was, was just a train wreck. We weren't super happy with it, but at least it was okay. But you could tell that there was, there was two factions in the church. There was the faction that wanted to take the church much du- clearly in the direction of the purpose-driven church by Rick Warren. There was clearly that faction, and there was another faction that clearly wanted it to be an independent fundamental Baptist church, like, you know, hardcore independent fundamental Baptist. So we were there. We were just like, this, this is, you know, all right. We're just going to try to do our best to make it through this. And then next thing you know, I get called to become the pastor at Victory Baptist Church in Ovalo, Texas, and we leave. I don't know how long we'd been go- we had left. It hadn't been long, maybe within six months. The pastor all of a sudden, you know, got called by God to go to Florida to a much larger church. And so he left and the church, boom, fell apart. And guess what? The faction started fighting and a church split occurred and half of the people left and went and formed another independent fundamental Baptist church. And the end, that church ultimately turned into removed Baptist completely from the name and turned it into a very seeker sensitive type church following kind of Rick Warren's model. And you're like, why? So why were the, like, if, if that, I don't understand. Everyone had their everyone was going to church with an agenda to change the church into their, their your image. I it just makes no sense to me. If you're in the SBC and the SBC has said, "Hey, we don't approve the ordination of women." You're like, "One day I'm going to change this. One day." Well, just leave. Go go have your church and ordain all the women you want. Like what I, I, I don't understand the political infighting and, and the political intrigue and, and maneuvering and we're going to get our person in power. And then I, it just seems so ungodly. I, I don't know why. Uh, yeah, I can't stand it. I can't I can't stand the whole thing. But all right. So I mean, so the credentials committee and the majority of Southern Baptists hold to the belief that the function of lead pastor. I don't know why it just clicked me to an article about Saddleback. Let me go back to the article we're actually currently trying to read. Okay, here we go. So uh, the, the credentials committee and the majority of Southern Baptists hold to the belief that the function of lead pastor, elder, bishop, or overseer is limited to men as qualified by scripture. But Cooper noted that the committee found little information evidencing convention beliefs regarding the use of the title of pastor for staff positions with different responsibilities and authority that th- than that of lead pastor role. So what they're saying is, look, we can't make a decision because we don't think that there's clear evidence within the Baptist faith and message doctrinal statement when it comes down to, so we, we can ordain, if you ordain these women to, to the uh, title of pastor, but they're not actually serving the role of what they call lead pastor, then is that a violation? Now, this gets really, this gets really tricky and really deceiving because you can say, well, we ordained them, but they're not serving as lead pastor, but they get to preach and teach. And okay, so, but they're are preaching and teaching to men. Is that ex- like... Look, if the Baptists can't just come up with a doctrinal statement that can once and all resolve this, I, I, what's the point of a denomination if you just can't answer these basic questions? No ordination of women to any office. There you go. 
Or if even if you're ordaining, give them the title pastor, they cannot preach and teach to men. There you go. Like a denomination can't just be that simple and just fix it. But see, there's that 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 argument. We can ordain them and call them pastor. We'll just say they don't serve as lead pastor. And that's already kind of saddlebacks, obviously, the way they get around it. Andy Wood, the, the successor to Rick Warren, he's going to be the lead pastor, and his wife is going to be the teaching pastor. So as long as she's not the lead pastor, then it's okay. That, that's the way they're going to work around it. Now, does that work? Is, is it, is it, would everyone be okay with that? Well, that, that's where the issue comes down. They go on to say this. Southern Baptist Theological Seminary, President Al Mohler was among the critics of the ordination, writing in a 2021 column that he considered it contrary to scripture. This is no longer a point of tension and debate. This, this move represents an attempt to redefine and reformulate the convictional foundation of Southern Baptist faith and cooperative ministry, wrote Dr. Albert Mohler. The theological issues have not changed since the year 2000 when Southern Baptist spoke clearly and precisely in the Baptist faith and message. More importantly, the Holy Scriptures have not changed and cannot change. At last year's SBC annual meeting, a motion was offered to break fellowship with Saddleback over the ordination with the measure being referred to the SBC Credentials Committee. Hey, we, we, we want to make a motion. Okay, we'll send it to the committee. A year later, the committee's like, well, we still can't make a decision. Don't, man, aren't you so glad they have a denominational structure to hold people accountable? Aren't you so glad at this point, everyone will be dead by the time anyone makes a decision, right? At last year, (laughs) it just doesn't make any sense to me. Warren, the popular author of The Purpose Driven Life, who has recently announced retirement from Saddleback Church, addressed the convention floor. He said that he would not defend himself at that time. Instead, Warren focused his Tuesday remarks on how he believed the SBC had positively influenced his ministry over the decades and warned against divisiveness. As Western culture grows more dark and more evil and more secular, we have to decide, are we going to treat each other as allies or adversaries? Now, I do understand you don't want to be adversarial against everyone, but sometimes unity is the call which serves nothing more as a cover for heresy. The call for unity, the call for love, Sometimes it's nothing more than a cloak to cover heresy and false trust. Hey, 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 look, 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 look. Don't judge. Don't critique. Don't look at my doctrinal statement. Don't, don't look at my theology. We should love one another. Sometimes it serves. Now, I, again, I hate the divisiveness. I hate the lack of love and compassion. I do. But at the same time, you don't compromise doctrinal truth for it. You, you, have to be to, you have to be ready to contend for the faith for those who've crept in unawares who wants to change biblical Christianity, wants to change theological truth to something more, well, along with the times. I think that's something to, to, to be concerned with. He says, are we going to con- keep bickering over secondary issues are we going to keep the main thing the main thing? Now, I, that's also another ploy. Hey, hey, we, we're bickering over secondary issues. Who gets to declare what's a secondary issue is? I love that. It's a secondary issue. Who gets to determine that? It's secondary. According to whom? Does the Bible say these are the primary issues and these are the secondary issues? 
Some say, well, these scriptures seem to elevate this is important. I can understand that. But anything that deals with the teaching of God's word and what God's word tells us to do or not to do cannot be viewed as secondary, right? Some people say, well, the Lord's Supper, it's secondary. Why? So the Lord's Supper is secondary, even though people died partaking of it wrong in an unworthy manner? I don't know how that's secondary. Well, baptize a baby, don't baptize a baby. It's secondary. According to whom? Doesn't the Bible talk about baptism? Isn't it go down to hermeneutical issues? Like so many times we always want to say something is secondary. I, I Oh, it just drives me crazy because it's like, I, I don't know. I don't know. Because, because as soon as you say something is secondary, you're usually dealing with an issue that has major implications to biblical hermeneutics, biblical interpretation, so church practice. I, I, I don't know. It, it, it drives me crazy. Uh, they go on to say, the credentials committee initially recommended that the SBC messengers vote during the meeting this week to create a study committee that would report to the 2023 SBC annual meeting, a recommendation to provide clarity regarding the office of pastor. So, it, so last year it was referred to the, S, the, to the credentials committee. Then they recommended <laughs> that it be moved, that they create a study committee so then they can then give a recommendation to provide clarity regarding the office of a pastor. So we, so in other words, in 2022, the, the Southern Baptists still don't have clarity on the office of pastor. Hey, we need a study. You think in all of the years of the Southern Baptist Convention, someone would have thought, I think we need to define what the office of a pastor is. But no, we need a study committee so that next year we can figure out what the office of a pastor is. Then we'll refer it to another committee so that they can look at what Saddleback did. By that time, the women who were ordained pastors are probably will no longer even be at Saddleback. This is just, what's the point of denominations when you can't, we, we don't know what the office of a pastor is. We've been a denomination for a long time, but we still don't even know what the office of a pastor. We don't have a clue. We just don't know. We, we have no clue. I mean, who knows? We may ordain some dogs to the office of pastor next week. I mean, we don't know. We, who, who knows? We may, we may ordain a Satanist to the office of a Southern Baptist. Who knows? We may, off, we may ordain an atheist. We just don't know anymore. I mean, <laughs> what in the world? Okay, I'm having a hard time reading this. Some leaders, including Moeller, voiced opposition to the idea of creating a study committee. If we eventually have to form a study committee over every word of our confession of faith, then we are doomed and we are no longer a confessional people, Moeller said to the applause from the crowd. Well, I do agree that you're, if you have to form a study committee over every word in your confession, you're no longer a confessional people. But let's be very, 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 very honest. Most Southern Baptists aren't confessional people. They're not creedal. They're not confessional. Now, I, got, I, I could be wrong. I don't know if he's still listening. But we have someone from the state of Tennessee. We, we try to forgive him for that. He attends a Southern Baptist church. I think his pastor was at the Southern Baptist Convention meeting last year. I'm going to ask him, do you believe your Southern Baptist church would be a confessional church? I'm going to just see. I... I, I, I was going to become a Southern Baptist pastor. That, that was how I started off my pursuit of ministry was in a Southern Baptist church until I, there, there was no confession. They never, there were, there, there, zero, zero. 
I didn't learn about confessions and creeds until I left the Southern Baptist and became a Lutheran. And then I'm like, oh, confessional, creedal. Oh, I love this stuff. Okay. I'm going to wait and see. I don't think, I, I don't see the Southern Baptist as a, a confessional denomination. He may have, he may be at work and having to do other things, which is very, 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 very rude that his office, his boss does not just give him free time to listen to me whenever I'm on the air. But I will ask that question at a later time and get an answer from him because I, I maybe, maybe I'm cynical. I just don't see the Southern Baptist as a confessional convention. I know that we call it a denomination. They refer to themselves as a convention. Yeah. Okay. You get the idea. Um, the credentials committee rescinded its recommendation for a study committee after Warren addressed the meeting. It's unclear when the committee will make another recommendation regarding the original motion. So, so they stopped. They we're not, they're not going to have a study committee now. And now we don't know when the committee is going to make another recommendation regarding the original motion. In other words, this is dead. I, I, it's dead. Saddleback is not going to be expelled from the SBC. They're going to have a, a woman as the teaching pastor of Saddleback. I, I think they'll probably ordain more women because the Southern Baptist is not going to do anything. So at some point, the Southern Baptist should just say, you know what? Ordain whoever you want. We don't care. And your confession, what your confession is meaningless. And if you think about it, every denomination, no matter how confessional or creedal they are, in some ways, it's still ultimately ridiculous because, again, as soon as someone disagrees, either they stick around and wait until they, they can take over your denomination, and then they'll change the denomination, or they'll get mad and leave. Or your denomination will split up and go, okay, we're all Methodists, but we're going to have the conservative Methodists, we're going to have the liberal Methodists, we're going to have the moderate Methodists, and it's just like, at some point, it just all becomes ridiculous. I, I, you can hear a very much a skepticism about the entire denominational structure. I, I just, I've always heard, oh, the denominational structure, it's so important. And then you're just like, oh, widespread sexual abuse, widespread this, you know, and it's like, well, the denominational structure, I mean, can you get more of a denominational structure than the Roman Catholic Church? You've got bishops and cardinals and a magisterial authority. You've got this entire elaborate structure and had one of the largest scandalous sex abuse scandals in the history of the church. Cover-ups, cover-ups, cover-ups. So what did, what did, that, what did that accomplish? What did, what did that do? In fact, the bigger the denomination, I think the more, just think of all the money. You have to build these, like when you have these denominational headquarters, you, they hire all of these people and there's all, there's all of these structure. It just, it, to me, it just no longer even comes close to looking like the New Testament church. It becomes some big in, institutionalized nightmare. It, it, it's like a corporation, not a, a church. And maybe, maybe I'm a fool for thinking that way. Maybe, I, and I, trust me, I understand independent churches have their own issues. I understand that. I understand that because they do. So obviously there's no perfect structure. I just think that there's an arrogance sometimes in the de denominational side thinking, no, this resolves all the problems. I'm like, whatever. I mean, they could, that, I guess the Southern Baptists still don't even know what the office of a pastor is. They still don't know. Now, if, for, if, you, if you're curious, 
if you look at 1 Timothy 3, this is a true saying, if any man desire the office of a bishop, the word is used for bishop there, and it's this Greek word, the office of bishop, it's this Greek word, you probably know it. Strong's G, 1984, Episcopé, Episcopé. Episcopé, Episcopé just means uh, superintendents, the office of a bishop, all right, uh, Episcopé, investigation, inspection, visitation, the act by which God looks into and searches out the ways, deeds, characters of men, oversight, overship, office, charge, the office of an elder, the overseer or presiding officers of a Christian church. So the argument is, well, pastor, the term bishop, all right, overseer, and so as long as the person, they can be ordained as pastor, but they can't serve in the role as overseer or lead of the church. But then that ignores the other passages that seem to restrict the women teaching men. So we, we could get into a whole discussion there. But there you have it. That's the, the latest. Uh, not, I can't say it's the latest. It's one of the big issues that I, at least I was interested in from the Southern Baptist Convention since last year. This was this was a big deal. You know, something's going to happen, and a year later, nothing's going to happen. Nothing's going to happen. Nothing's going to happen. It's that simple. It's over. It's done. Okay? And and at some point, Southern Baptist, yeah, look, I, 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 I don't know. I think at some point, I could be wrong here. I'm going to take a drink of water. I apologize. I'm going to take a drink of water. I'm going to mute the mic real quick. Okay, I apologize. I took two drinks of water. I maybe three. I think may have taken three. I needed a drink of water right there. But um, I, I'm gonna go. Maybe I may. I may put it this way. I may have to turn on the microphone at another point and acknowledge that I was wrong. But I'm gonna just. I'm not gonna try to make a prediction. I'm gonna share my personal feelings. I think as we move forward, I think you're going to see more and more Southern Baptist churches ordaining more and more women to whatever, they may call them pastor. I don't know what role they're going to serve in. I think it's just going to become more and more common. That's where I see it going. I don't think it's going to, I don't know. I, I, I don't, I don't, I, I don't see, I don't see it. I think, I think you'll, at some point you'll have a break. I think probably what will happen, what's happening to the Methodists is the same thing that's going to happen to the Southern Baptists. You're going to have, remember, there was a big exodus in the Southern Baptist Convention, which really form, formulated what became known as the Independent Fundamental Baptist Movement, when the more conservatives was like, forget this. You've got moderates running the seminaries, liberalism, higher criticism, we're breaking away. And then the, the Independent Fundamental Baptist Movement started, they created their own Bible institutes, their own Bible conferences, and their own Bible colleges, and broke away and, and pulled out of the seminaries from the Southern Baptist Convention. And then you had that. Within the Southern Baptist Convention itself, you had times of a, con a conservative resurgence where conservatives take control, and then you have those who are moderate, and you have those who are more liberal, and they're always fighting for power, and they're always fighting for that kind of control. I think ultimately the Southern Baptist Church, the Southern Baptist Convention will just become more and more liberal, and more and more conservatives will leave and break away. I, 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 that's what I think is going to happen. I, that's what I think is going to happen, but... 
We will see. I want to at least give you because it's I want the only reason I wanted to report on this story is because we talked about it last year and I wanted to report on it because it deals with Saddleback, which is about to go through a major transition where Rick Warren steps down. One of the most recognizable pastors in America. He's going to step down. Andy Wood is going to become pastor. And then we don't know if Saddleback is going to maintain its status as one of the most influential churches. If Andy Wood is about to become a household name, we don't know. There, there's there's a lot going on there. So we're just kind of watching all of this. So we will see. Clearly, Andy Wood doesn't have to worry right now about his church being removed from the Southern Baptist because, well, I don't think, I don't think, I don't think anything's ever going to happen. There you have it. You can email me your thoughts, your opinions, your perspective at newsif at yahoo.com, newsif at yahoo.com. That's newsif at yahoo.com. All right, we'll be back on the air here shortly. God bless.